Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the movie that came out last year I've been looking forward to watching ever since hearing about it while it was in theaters, just hit streaming this past week. Bodies, 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 directed by Helena Rijin, 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 I don't know how you pronounce that, uh, written by Sarah DeLape and Kristen Raupinian. Sorry for brutalizing these names. Let's brutalize some more. This movie stars uh, Amanda Steinberg, Mar- Maria Bakalova, Rachel Sennett. Chase Sue Wonders, Pete Davidson, I got that one. Uh, Miala Harold and Lee Pace. I did my best, people. I did my best. This movie, when a group of tw- of rich twenty somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, the party game turns deadly in a in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and a. Uh, and one party gone wrong, very, very wrong. Um, I had so much fun with this movie. I really love this movie. I, uh, you know, I was looking forward to it, obviously. Um, but you never know. Sometimes things are overhyped. There's plenty, plenty of times where I'm excited to watch a movie, finally get around to doing it, and it not being something that got me excited necessarily this movie did i really enjoyed it uh and is this type of horror movie is kind of my favorite type of horror movie um you know this movie so much fun constantly guessing to find out what was actually going on uh and at the end was very happy with how it ended very i like the entire ride and how it ends is great as well obviously i'll talk about all that stuff more in spoilers but overall uh you have these kids getting together hurricane party young adults kids for me i'm like like watching this movie one there is one character that is clearly lee pace who is an older guy who is somebody that's my age much much more attractive than me but uh stands out clearly stands out now pete davidson probably close to my age as well but pete can kind of play a 20 something i i would say um i mean he's probably like in his 30s but lee pace not only sticks out at clearly being by far the oldest person in this group of people but also he he's so tall so even his physical stature makes him stand out and makes the age different contrast even more so which i actually kind of find it thought was kind of funny uh 
despite this movie not being like a goofy comedy horror movie, it does have a lot of comedic moments. But you have these kids getting together for a hurricane party, uh, right? And it's like this kind of descent into madness almost. This movie is so much about the paranoia of what happens when people don't trust each other and they're not open and honest and is kind of just a truth that exists i think in most friend groups right and this movie has a great dynamic of this friend group and it kind of illustrates uh the types of dynamics that friend groups can have right and in this movie the paranoia you don't know who you can trust right it's probably the most authentic writing i would say of the time and place that this movie is coming out and takes place it feels very honest and real the way people talk uh and and the things they they talk about and and it i love that i love that it's like probably the first movie i've watched that really had that feeling of like oh this feels like people know what's like people know what's going on more so than people my like this felt like it was written by people younger than me <laughs> that actually know what's going on and you know regardless i really like that aspect of it uh everything feeling authentic right just makes the the crazy events that happen in this movie feel more plausible right even the the effects the practical effects they use to uh, portray the hurricane that is going on outside as far as storms that exist in movies this felt one it wasn't all just cgi like this wasn't a movie that was loaded up with cgi which would take away from that but also like the wind and the rain that is happening in this movie felt like oppressive to a level that you just don't see in most movies that have like wind and rain right so it felt like it really felt like they were there was a hurricane going on also the the drug use of this movie felt very honest and real right making these events plausible uh even to the interpersonal dynamics as i said between all these different characters and finding out who of finding out more about these characters through their dynamics and through how they react and relate to each other it, it, like all that stuff i really just kind of enjoyed how everything was was kind of uh, related to the audience in that way right and plays into the level knowing their dynamics of how everybody relates uh plays into the level of trust that they may have or show to each other or the complete lack of trust they may show so i you know i think it adds a lot to making this whole movie work uh and great use of flashlights and the phone screens in a movie that takes place in the dark mostly uh you have not only the flashlights and phone screens but also a lot of characters have like neon bracelets and, and necklaces that you see in the poster, which I think the poster illustrates the aesthetic of this movie in a great way. But also the way it's lit is so perfect. It, I mean, obviously, in reality, people wouldn't have their phone screens on at full brightness the entire time. Like a lot of these phones in this movie would, would have died. But for the 
practical use of that in this film to light the characters and for the characters to be in charge of lighting the scenes in many cases i thought it was amazing uh you know it definitely gave everything uh, like a great look but also allowed it to maintain like the fear level because you know i mean nothing scarier than when you're in the dark and having an inventive way to light a dark scene and light it in a way to where you're not like unable to see stuff which is something that i absolutely hate that happens in movies and happens a lot in horror movies that take place at night or in dark scenes that they're just not lit in any way to where you can see what's going on this you can see everything everything that you're intended to see you see obviously with you have flashlights they can be very specific about what they show you and that can add to the tension in a lot of ways um so I, I thought it was executed really well um, and also gave it a very interesting and unique style in general, as I said with the poster. Uh, one of the best horror thrillers I've seen in a long time. I mean, obviously, there's been good. The Knock at the Cabin was a great thriller. Um, but I mean, this I enjoyed this even more than that. I just think this is one of my favorite kind of horror movies because unlike a lot of movies that I still liked even Skinamarink that I had a lot of thoughts about and kind of liked this movie doesn't have anything that's supernatural right there's like no monsters there's no like ghost face there's no Jason or Freddy or Chucky right there's no like evil character necessarily which i guess maybe is kind of a spoiler but not really because you still don't know i'm not telling you right but it's not like this supernatural thing it's not like demons and gods like uh you know like some movies that like posit that like oh the devil and god are real things right or a movie that has like curses or spells in it like even like a uh killing of a sacred deer a movie that is very grounded but still has like an element that is a curse in that movie and this movie it's just humans humans plus paranoia plus weapons right shake that up in a hurricane mansion and you get an amazing horror film right a film that like the which i think the scariest horror films are the ones that feel like they could happen and I think this movie really does that in a great way. Right? That's why I think kind of my favorite type of... Not that I don't like horror movies that are supernatural. Not that I don't like the kind of the 80s trope of having a kind of a horror uh, icon. Um, not that I don't like those types of horror movies either. But I think this is probably my favorite subgenre of horror films that are like, you know, grounded, no supernatural stuff. Kind of just on it, grounded, and just a crazy situation. Also great performances by everybody. I mean, you can't really pull this off if all of the pieces of this don't work. From the lighting to the writing to the performances, all of that stuff I think was really great. Uh, you know, it adds so much when you can believe the performances by these people and when people act in a way that feels like people would act in a situation. 
however crazy it may be because the reality of humans that we react in many crazy ways that don't necessarily make any sense but at least it makes enough sense from the viewer's standpoint and i'm not like watching like well why would they do that which of course obviously horror movies there's a lot of times you ask well why would they do that and in reality people do some stupid things uh which we do see in this movie but Let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the many faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. I loved it. You know, I, because of their performance and everything, it just, you know, I enjoyed going along on this ride with them. Uh, but I do want to talk about specifics. So I will get into spoilers uh, the dynamic of all these characters, the spoilers starting off now for those that don't want to be spoiled. Uh, this is a great movie. Um, I highly recommend it. And it's streaming now if you have one of the streaming services. Uh, go to Just Watch and type it in. Bodies, bo bodies, bodies, bodies. You can always buy it and rent it. If you have the money and you are the type of person to buy movies, I would. If I had the money, I would buy Like, this is a movie I'll probably watch a lot, you know. I'll go back to uh but spoilers so like i said dynamic of these characters is pretty true to life everything right the, there's a complexity to the dynamics right everything's kind of complicated uh as far as the different connections and motivations of these characters uh you have the kid pete davidson who lives in this house whose parents are rich and you want to talk about a, a location that could the, a, a movie that could only take place at a mansion like even the game they play bodies 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 is a game that you could never play unless you are playing it in a mansion maybe like i mean you would have to be in a large house to be able to play the game they play um and it's a ridiculously large mansion that that they they are at this party right that pete davidson lives at his girlfriend kind of seems like a new relationship she doesn't really seem too into him you have the girls who the girl who's newly sober uh but seems like she kind of had a problem at parties in the past right there's always that kind of person at a party you have that girl's new girlfriend uh, who's meeting everybody for the first time. So you have the character that's like the new person, one of the new people that are kind of, you know, and to be that person at a house party is a pretty uncomfortable situation when you're surrounded by, especially if you have anxieties and stuff like that, to be surrounded, like surrounded by a bunch of people that have a, a very long 
connection to each other and have a history with each other and you are kind of the new person and you don't really know all of the dynamics that are going on. You have the girl who brings her 40-year-old Tinder date, right? <clears throat> who seems like, and this dude seems way too comfortable as to be at somebody else's house with like people that are decades younger than him, right? So he seems like a like a person that is way too comfortable in this situation. Uh, but then also you have, and also he's taller, so it just like physically looks out of place. Um, and of course he's supposedly like former military, at least that was my assumption along with a lot of the characters, right, at the start of this. You have the new girls, the new girl kind of trying to settle in and like decides to drink you know to loosen up obviously and then there's this scene such an uncomfortable situation to be in just to be that new person uh that outsider in this group of people that all know each other but then she starts to chow down on this chocolate cake which looks delicious and as she's like chowing down like scarfing this giant piece of chocolate cake down she's told that it's a weed cake and the look on her face she's doing the math Right. Especially if she's somebody who's ever done edibles like to be in the middle of eating something and then to be told that it's it's an edible. There's marijuana in it. You're you have so many follow up questions. Right. There's so much math you're doing, but the variables are so out of your guessing at this point based on like how much you ate, based on how it tasted. Maybe you can kind of gauge how strong it is, but it's like, you're like trying to understand how absolutely fucked up you're going to be in about an hour. And it's like, I felt so sorry for this girl that's going to be in this situation. And to watch this movie, knowing that that girl is blasted on who knows how much THC, right? How many hundreds of milligrams of THC is coursing through her veins through the course of this insane movie only would make it like I would recommend somebody to watch this movie from her perspective. Something I enjoy doing if you are in a state that has legal marijuana and you are of legal age, you're 18 or over. I would something I like to do is to eat a high dose edible, right? Something that's like kind of like if you know what your tolerance is, something that's like a little bit more than you're used to, right? Like you want to feel nervous and scared, right? It'll add to the the whole emotion of this movie. And I would say this is a great movie if you wanted to do that. You know, eat it maybe a half hour before you start the movie. That way it kicks in right around the time things start getting wild. But that way you can watch this movie from the same kind of mental place that that girl is as this edible, this cake that she ate is kicking in while these insane things are happening, right? I think that would be an interesting way to to watch this movie. Uh, but absolutely a, just a, an uncomfortable situation for her. And I would, I would hate, and it's like a situation where you don't necessarily want to be that high, even before the shit hits the fan. Just being around so many people that you don't know, like that many a high dose edible gets you like it can get you like really scared like i can understand why people would have bad trips on edibles 
uh, it can be intense. I mean, you will feel the most relaxed you've ever felt in your entire life the next day when it's all worn off. But And I love stretching on that. They're great for that. But to be in a stressful situation, that's why I like watching stressful movies on them because you're kind of safe. It's controlled chaos. But that stress that you're getting from the high-dose edible will play into really make it more of an immersive experience uh, that I think this movie would play into great. Uh, You have the one girl, Sophie, falling off the wagon, the sober girl, which seems like the right move, you know. Aside from accidentally dosing yourself, when you're in a situation, I mean, it's probably not the right move. When you're in a situation where people are starting to die, maybe the the last thing you want to do is start doing drugs. But also maybe it's the perfect time to start doing drugs again, right? Because who wants to be sober when people start dying, really? And maybe you don't have that that great of chances. Uh, And it's a great movie because it feels like house parties I've been to. Obviously, I've never been to a house party in a mansion like that. But when it comes to like in my 20s when it comes to 20 year olds hanging out doing drugs drinking alcohol partying it's a pretty universal thing regardless of the generation uh you know they may be doing tiktoks and i may may not have gone to a party where people are dancing to music but uh a lot of the other stuff the internal dramas that are going on between different couples and all that stuff all that stuff is like right on point and also never been to, that I can think of, a party that had the majority of people there being women and uh, only a couple dudes. Usually that, that's reverse, where maybe there's a couple women and the majority of people are dudes. Um, but other than that, like I, I appreciated that kind of aspect of the movie, how, how real that felt. Um, and somebody always seems to get angry, right? There's always like a fight. Something needs to be broken up. People need to be separated, right? Or just somebody starts working out. I've been to that, you know, those things where it's like people just kind of go off on their own and start lifting weights because they're angry. Uh, and there's always some kind of old relationship baggage. There's always, there's always like hidden tension when you go to like 20 year old parties or parties with like 20 year olds. Uh, so they play the party game, bodies, 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 which sounds like a fun game. Obviously something you could never play in a normal house. Uh, Greg, when he fakes his death is pretty great, right? It's like, oh shit, like the first one that happened and it's not, um, and you kind of see Dave, is his name Dave? Um, yeah, Dave, right? What's Pete Davidson is the character. So Dave is his uh character's name which is not a whole lot like i when i listed the characters that is yeah david it's pete davidson's character he's kind of a dick man kind of a dick like and i know him i know i know daves i've been to parties with daves who treat people like shit especially new people right and i've been one of the new people who've had to deal with a dave before right somebody that's like over aggressive and like acting like oh we're just bonding kind of bullshit right having him like kind of talk down to him and and like fuck with him in that way and be overly aggressive it's just like an energy that i know all too well uh especially in my 20s um 
you know, gets him with the cheap shot, punching him. The, f- the fact that they're slapping each other so hard to start this game uh, is pretty pretty crazy. So for that to escalate to somebody getting punched wasn't that that far off, but still a cheap shot, right? You're like begging to be in a. F- you're like you're hoping for an altercation of some kind. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, Attention, all Ray Ray Taylor Taylor Show Show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. And this the saying that he says, the saying that uh, that uh, Greg says, Lee Pace, uh, a defense is a good offense or no offense is a good defense is not the saying the saying is defense is a good offense but this movie i think that is said incorrectly on purpose because it seems like every time like there are moments of chaos and then people kind of get together and there's like these groups where there's like oh it's you no it's you it's you but it's like it is they are every time they kind of get back together there is that moment of of offense where they are getting together to attack each other like there is nobody in this movie that is going running and hiding even when somebody gets ejected from the house they find a way back in to go and then confront like everybody is confronting everybody is being offensive in this as a way to not be considered the one doing the murders so in some ways, even though that line is said incorrectly, it does describe, it is a bit of foreshadowing to how these people are acting in this movie and how like aggressive they are towards each other in order to avoid being the person that they think is the, the culprit <coughs> or responsible. Sorry, I'm sick. Uh... Then there's like things take when things take a second big turn, right? There's obviously the first dead body. David shows up with his throat slit and it's like, oh, shit, what happened to David? Which the reveal of that at the end is brilliant. But when the second big turn happens, right? When Greg sleeping in the basketball court that's inside the house like that's how massive this matching is that it is an indoor full basketball court gym and he's just laying there with his uh you know sleep depression mask or whatever the momentum shifts in that scene are insane where it's like you are in so many ways in in the same shoes as these girls as they're not sure if this guy is safe or not and even his actions make you second guess yourself constantly throughout that scene. It is a great scene and how it ends with, you know, the the kettlebell. And like then you think it's her, 
then you think it's him. And the joke, the reveal that we find out that he wasn't a vet, as in a military vet, that he was a veterinary assistant is ridiculous. It was like, oh my God. Because even when I'm watching this and taking notes, I'm like, he is a douchebag, ex-military. I get it. I know the type. Right. And then to find out, it's like, no, he's just a veterinary. It's like, oh, my God. Like the assumptions, he's still like a dick in a lot of ways, but like and has that kind of energy. But great, great kind of reveal. Very darkly comedic. The some of the comedic reveals in this movie. Like the end, the reveal at the end, when you see what happens with David, it's just like it's like hilarious. And I'm sure, like, I haven't heard people complain about the end of this movie, but I wouldn't be surprised, right? I loved the end. I thought it fit perfectly, right? A great comedic tragedy, how all this stuff happened because Pete, Pete Davidson's character is trying to look cool, right? So many, I mean, there is a whole genre of entertainment based on douchebag dudes doing things on camera to look cool and failing like failing on video is one of the most popular forms of entertainment online maybe not the type of way he fails but it's like so perfect for this movie that is so much of a you know a movie that understands the time and place at which it's coming out like it it represents the way people are and the way people speak and the, the types of things people are into in a way that is so specific to now. Um, so when that reveal comes where you see how David dies, it's just like, and I could see people complaining about it. I can see it being like, Oh, that was it the whole time. But for me, it was like, Oh, that was it the whole time. Like to see how chaos spreads, Right human just regular humans who have regular paranoias and distrust maybe elevated a little bit because of the situation and given access to tools specifically designed to eliminate human life effortlessly it never goes good it never goes good when it's easy to eliminate human life human life gets eliminated easily always given enough time people are not trustworthy people's brains fuck with them all of the time people's perceptions and what they think are always so fragile and flexible and and untrue there's a reason why like first person accounts of things are aren't like a credible like source of information because people's memories are false so much of the time but I love the end of this movie, right? There are a little bit of an issue, right? Little bit of an issue as far as... So you have these two girls wrestling to... She wants to check her girlfriend's text, right? To validate, see if she actually cheated on her, right? And they wrestle for the phone and they end up coming up with David's phone. But it's like, how did they accidentally get David's phone? Why are they all of a sudden okay? Like, they wrestle for it, and then they're like, oh, let's do this thing? Like, I don't know. That 
the only part of that the end that or this movie at all that was like wait why are they they went from fighting and now they're okay which also like kids fighting younger people fighting like especially over something that's not life-threatening like they're fighting over did you cheat on me with your ex or not like uh, that's you know i guess a little bit different kind of tone it brings it down to more of a non-homicidal level but uh you know great end loved it uh and the reveal of what really happened was was amazing and uh you know great great uh you know this movie is awesome the best writing uh, so funny in ev in a very real way. You know, the, the paranoia is off the charts. Guns are fucking stupid. Uh, they don't protect anyone. They just make dangerous situations deadly. Uh, it should be harder to kill somebody, as I've said, right? Guns make it so easy to kill somebody. Uh, literally a baby could do it. It's just stupid. Um, it just shows how susceptible humans are also to paranoia and assumptions right oh like perceiving threats where there are none because there must be how important trust and honesty are in life especially when you're in a group of friends that don't trust each other or lie or have suspicions about each other or are hiding secrets from each other but definitely one of my favorite movies of the last year if i had watched this last year it probably would have been on my top five list somewhere because i really did enjoy it It was a lot of fun bodies 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 so great excited to see i mean i'm a fan of pete davidson a lot of people hate on the guy i could care less about his his sex life his his relationships outside of like i don't it's it's kind of funny how people obsess about it but i like his stand-up i like him in all the movies and tv shows that i've seen him in uh he's great um but also the director of this uh helena Regin. Let's see if she's done anything. Um, so she wrote Instinct. Not sure what that is. Black Book Valkyrie. Let's see here. Um, so she's also an actress. Let's see, writer, producer. There's no director credits. Where is this? Director for director. She, director, director, director. What? Why is this not showing up in her director? There we go. Bodies, bodies, bodies. So that was the last thing she did. Before that, she had done a short film called For the Birds. And then she directed Extinct. Maybe I'll check out Extinct. She wrote and directed that. But I'm excited to see whatever she does next. I really like this movie on every level. So super excited for whatever she does next. Uh, really enjoyed this movie. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on bodies, bodies, bodies. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes of uh, new reviews of movies and TV shows. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder if you are watching this. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today, Today is, is the, the day, day where, where you wake, wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope 
that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.